so glad you're here today. Um, I hope one of your favorite guests is on today. Food editor of The Blade, Mary Billion, or as I will nickname her, 30 minutes into the podcast, Mary Bare Knuckles Billion. Um, we have a lot of really good food talk today. Um, hot chicken sandwiches. Mary is going to try to uncover what kind of bowling alley and bowling alley food culture we have here. That's a big project of hers. Um, I want to I want to put her on the spot since she did a story about the Green Lantern, where everybody should have been if you are a Toledoan. But first, let me give you a couple of things. Last night was an incredible night. I got I got the chance to be a. I, I'm pretty humble and reserved. And modest. So celebrity waiter, like, kind of weighs on me. It puts, like the other day, when I went to go speak at Springfield with the, Springfield High School, with the Lucas County Suicide Prevention Coalition, and uh, Mr. Whitmire, Dave Whitmire, Coach Whitmire, God love him, I think he's a health teacher, baseball coach, talked me up to his students like I was Howard Stern or some other radio icon. And I kept telling him, they don't know what radio is. Uh, and every time I told him that or asked him to stop, he made it worse. So that that puts me in a weird position because in that regard, I'm like, they don't know who I am. They don't know what radio, 105.5. Like, they think that's that's somebody burning up from a COVID fever, not a radio frequency. Uh, but a good time over there and a wonderful time last night. Thanks to Kimberly Newman from the Victory Center. Uh, they help people get through their cancer battles whether it's foot rubs massages just some comfort and companionship um companionship as people going through a similar battle and you can look each other in the eye and go we're gonna do this there's a great uh, a great presenter last night very inspiring powerful talk by a very young woman relatively speaking who's going through a cancer battle she's got to be in her maybe no no she's not 40 uh Brittany joseph it, i was not expecting her to say something along the lines of cancer in my vagina but it's what made her talk so powerful and inspiring um got to be the celebrity waiter with alex there last night some pictures are up all over all over social thanks to kimberly for putting on a great event in the victory center um i remember many years ago they came to me when i worked uh, came to us when i worked at iheart and they're like how'd you like to go over the edge of a building i was like absolutely not but from then on they were on my radar then my friend mary beth zolik who is no longer with us um, as she had multiple cancer battles, she used their services. So when Kimberly asked me to be a part of this last time, recently after losing my friend Mary Beth, I was like, absolutely. Another thing, um, that same word, which I'm not going to use again. Remember last summer, we, we, everybody here could not preach enough. There is so much going on for kids to do um, at the city parks. There was free food. In fact, I met. Wendy Huntley the other day, Connecting Kids to Meals, and she's going to be on the podcast soon. And I said, hey, you should do, uh, you should help out the city and provide meals to all the city parks every day for free, like last summer. She's like, that was us. I'm like, yes, high five, I love you. So uh, Roxanne Elias from WTOL did a story about all of the things going on for kids to do this summer. And remember, as we transitioned into fall and the winter time and things were, we were trying to find remedies for all the violence. It was, we've, we've got to keep people busy. We've got to keep kids active. We've got to make sure they stay on the right path. So, and as I've said before, you know, a 12 year old kid could have two decisions. I'm going to go get a free meal and hang out and do some sports or I'm going to wind up in a gang. 
Um, all these things, all these activities over the summertime, it can quell some of the violence and awful things we read about in the news now, but even more so in the future. Um, I will just suggest you read Roxanne's story. Um, money from the American Rescue Plan, a couple million dollars is being used to find things for kids to do. And there's a long, long list. Uh, but the city is working. Cha- On Wednesday, uh, the mayor said, People tend to think there's nothing for kids to do come summer in Toledo. And again, it wasn't true last year. It's not true this year. Last year, there were about 44 community partners. This year, there is 100. So go from Roxanne's stories to uh, the city page, toledo.oh.gov slash summer. Move, thrive, explore, create, play, perform, learn, grow. There is no shortage of things to do to keep kids busy. And as Barry likes to say... An empty mind is the devil's playground. And that devil's playground can cause some very harmful, maybe even deadly things. And this is a way to stop that. When something awful happens, and we have had some very tragic, horrific incidents recently of kids dying, people shooting into... I told this to a, to my police friend the other day. I'm like, look, if, if somebody wants to settle something one-on-one and they want to shoot somebody... I understand that. But when you are shooting into crowds recklessly to try to settle those things, 1,000% unacceptable. But let's make sure those people doing that have things to do now so they don't turn into those people. And please spread that message. Uh, A lot of fun talk here, including summer drinks of choice with my very good friend, food editor of The Blade, features editor and more, Mary Bare Knuckles Bill You. Can you give me a tease of what the long-range project is? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I do the really important investigative work in this town, you know. <laughs> uh, yep. When, when Hoffa is found, likely with a piece of yes. cheesecake in his hand, you will have discovered yes. it. I will have. Absolutely. So I joined um, with some friends of mine. I joined a bad bowler's league last fall. <laughs> And I'm a bad bowler even with my right hand, but my right hand doesn't work properly anymore, so I was bowling with my left hand. Let me tell you about bad bowling. So I think my high score for the entire, what, six, eight-week season was like 80. Uh, I did get a couple strikes. i got to pat myself on the back for that. Um, but the first night, our registration was kind of messed up, so we sat around in the snack bar chit-chatting because we had all missed each other. You know, we hadn't seen each other for like two years. And... Um, and somebody mentioned, you know, that at one point, I think they were going to do some sort of survey of bowling alleys or something like that. And we're like, well, hey, why don't we check out the food at the area bowling alleys? Even though I think of Toledo as like a real bowling town, there's only like seven bowling alleys. So we are in the middle of doing a tour and and comparing and contrasting some of the foods that you can get at the area bowling alleys. I am I am fascinated by this for for, <laughs> for, for, for I, this is why I don't prep a whole lot for when we chat because this stuff is just organic. So let let me give you why I'm utterly fascinated on this on multiple levels. First of all, my dad yeah. loves bowling. Um, oh well, he should come when he comes to town. We'll we'll make sure we include him on the tour. Uh, he actually might be here early next week. Uh, that's tentative, but he, he loves bowling. I do not. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one aspect of it. The other aspect of it is, um, long ago when you and I were both kids, there was garbage food. 
um, at, at baseball stadiums and, and, and arenas. Yeah. Like you could have a hot dog that was that was not good. You could have a, a, a not even a lukewarm slice of pizza. There were not very good options. Now there's like an almost like an arms race at um, professional stadiums, at minor league stadiums all over the country. Like who can have the wildest stuff, the most delicious thing? Like, you they know. Got, they want the most outlandish, the most photogenic, the most obscene. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like I, I could, you could... I could show you two items, and I would say which one is at the Walleye Games, and which one came from Odd Fodder, and it, it's like it's it's a coin flip. Um, exactly. I am fascinated to, to to find out in your investigative work if we just have lukewarm pizza and crappy popcorn left at bowling alleys, or they too have stepped up their culinary games. It's a little of all of the above. We're only halfway through the list, so I I can't speak to to everybody. Um, but, but one of them is, is, um, is this, this, this little tiny, it almost, it almost looks like a, like a storage shed, um, in the middle of nowhere that we all agreed the other night had the best pizza we've had in ages. And then there's others where they really talk up the, the restaurant quality, um, and, and they're good. I mean, they have unusual items like lobster mac and cheese. Who thinks you can go bowling and get lobster mac and cheese? But you could go bowling and get lobster mac and cheese. Um, so we're trying to stick to, you know, apples, apples, oranges, oranges. So we're getting pizza at each place because they all have pizza. Uh, most of them have chicken nuggets or chicken wings so that we can kind of do an across-the-board comparison there. And then we try to get a specialty item. So at the very first place, we found out that the specialty item is boozy gummy bears. Well, you want to talk about a bunch of middle-aged women getting excited by boozy gummy bears. What do they do? Do they, like, dip them in vodka, then freeze them? They soak them for, like, 10 days. And, uh, and she told us the mix. Um, oh, God, I forget. I have it written down in my notes. Um, it's, like, three or four different kinds of things, and, and the little gummy bears get nice and fat and happy. And and so do, they, and then so do we. So do we. <laughs> so did we. Not that we've never seen them before. It was just, it was such an unexpected, fun surprise. When when will this project uh, be completed? Like in the fall? Uh, well, we had originally thought it was going to be the end of May. And then scheduling has been kind of difficult because there's five of us in the group. Um, so there, there have been some kind of ins and outs on that. So we've only done three of seven places. And so we're trying to go every two weeks. Uh, which then means that we're going again, I think the first week of June and then the middle of June. And then I'm having hand surgery again because, you know, I know how to how to have a summer vacation. So I'm not sure if we're going to get all seven in. Even if we get all seven in, I will likely not get it written up because I've got so much prep work to do before I lose use of my hand again. Uh, so probably fall. That's a good guess. Okay. Uh, and I think a lot of the leagues and everything start up then too, so it's a good time for it. Um, I w- another part of today's episode will be your ham thing. We'll come back to that. Did I hear you say it's the best pizza you ever had or the best bowling alley pizza you ever had? It was the best pizza that we had had. Um, you know, it was, we've been to three places already. It was the best pizza that we had had on this little bowling adventure. Okay. It was much better pizza than than some, you know, franchises and, and other spots. Uh, particularly one that's highly rated that we come back to and visit all the time. Um, I will grant that it was cut into squares, which one of my friends loves. In fact, she particularly loves the little centerpiece that's got nothing to hold on to. Um, and ordinarily, that's 
that's my key that you don't know how to make pizza when you do that. But the family who owns the bowling alley, you know, the dad is half Italian. And the pizza was just really good. The crust was crisp and, and airy and chewy. And there was just a little bit of sauce instead of like a lot of sauce. So everything goes sliding up. Like it was just really, really good. Um, it sounds fun. It sounds like a blast. We are having a great time because we had initially talked about how three games during our bowling league was too many. And, and so, well, why don't we go bowling? We'll do two games and we'll eat, we'll visit. And now we're down to, let's eat, let's visit. <gasps> we haven't bowled yet. Because that's not what we're there for. We're there for the sociability, which is, of course, part of the reason people join bowling, bowling leagues. So, you know, it all works. I imagine um, someone who dislikes me, listening, hate listening to this podcast, throwing their hands in the air in anger right now. The gee damn blocks and the blade are, are spending money to send a woman to a bowling alley? What's going on with Toledo? You know, I, I never read comments. I never read comments. I, I learned that years and years ago. Um, but I forget where I was, and I saw something, and somebody made a comment on something else I was looking at, and I did finish reading the comment. I can't tell you what it said. But it said something about, you know, you've got these writers and these stories and this and this. And then you've got that food editor going, and I thought, no, I'm going to stop with that. <laughs> So I'm sure there's somebody who's thinking seriously. You, you, you know, you're you're sending her and her friends out to go eat pizza and wings and and get flushed on gummy bears. But you know what? Like I said, it's important investigative work. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're taking your kids bowling for birthday parties. You know, you want to join a bowling league. It, it it's relevant to people's lives. It is. It is not necessarily the most important thing going on in your life, but you know too. And and I had said this. To, to one of our senior editors early in the pandemic, because everybody's talking about, you know, about masks and health and, and death and all these really horrible, dire things that were going on before we had vaccines, when we didn't really know how to address all of this. Businesses were going under, you know, people couldn't pay their, their mortgages, all of this horrible stuff. And I said, yeah, and, and here I am, you know, here's how to make something, you know, from your pantry at a Bisquick. Um, and I said, you know, I feel a little like it's, it's kind of drivelly. And he said, first of all, the pantry recipes are important as people are trying to not go to grocery stores and are trying to work with what they have. But also in this sea of horror that it was, you need a little fun, you need a little diversion. Yeah. So, you know, while World War Three is starting and the pandemic continues and all these other atrocities are going on, I'm here to distract you with bowling food. That, that that's it's the same needle that I try to thread on the uh, on on the radio show. Um, yeah. it, it's not like the old nonsensical juvenile morning show humor. It's not pop culture. This gossip that it's threading the needle of um, like things that people don't know about. Like next week is Bike Week in Toledo, or we'll talk about the yeah. bo- I, great thing to talk about right here. Um, we yeah, are you know like hang out with a friend. And, and let's just kind of kind of chat, whether actually chatting, whether listening to the conversation, whether reading the conversation. Let's, let's engage and have a little bit of fun because we all need something a little lighthearted. Yeah, absolutely. And and within that distraction can be um, helpful information about things that are going on underneath your nose that you had no idea about. Like the fact, right. um, one thing I would never assign to this area would be, we are, mm-hmm. I, and again, this is where maybe I'm, I'm wrong. I, so... 
I'll make an analogy. When I first got here, I'm like, wow, the art museum is incredible. You could drop it in any major metropolis across the planet. And I always yeah. knew that we had a, like a rumbling art scene. And it has blown up like a mushroom cloud over the last seven or eight years. We um, have an amazing art scene. Yeah, we, like that's that's now well known. Now, whether it, it, it emerged or was lurking, I, I don't know. But I would never say that we are a bowling town. But maybe you're going to change that. Because the only place, I, I mean, I know the place on Monroe, um, Forest View Lanes. But other than that, I have never heard anybody say, let's go bowling. We don't have a uh, like a lucky strike or anything like that. Forest View would be comparable. But I'm yeah. curious to see if you you uncover this, this underground waiting to explode. Toledo loves bowling culture. Well, you know, in, in talking to people, I know a number of people who are part of bowling leagues, either the bad bowlers or, or like the serious people or the, the serious people who are serious about having fun with their buddies, but they're not in like the bad bowler league. Um, but my, my understanding is that, that Toledo had a much, much deeper, more extensive bowling scene and it sort of winnowed down. So I think the culture is still there. I just don't know that there's as much. Um, time to go bowling because it is, you know, a weekly commitment at least if you're in a league um, and so many people are busy running around, but we've still, in the area we've still got seven bowling alleys, so I think the culture is still there maybe it needs a little a little noise come for the food and maybe play a game and have some fun Okay, um, I have what I think is a very challenging question and I've been waiting to ask Uh-oh. you this for it, it, Yeah, I know, you teased me a couple days ago and now I'm like, oh god, what's it gonna <laughs> Uh What's he going to blindside me with? I'd, li- I'd like to know when you and Craig get intimate. Um, uh, No, it's worse than that. So I think, I th- did you do the Green Lantern story? Yes, we went to Chief East at the Green Lantern. Okay. Um, every Toledoan, like, I wouldn't say every Toledoan has to go to a bowling alley. Every Toledoan has to go to the Green Lantern. It's up there oh, God, yeah. with the, it is the, it is the, gre- the greasy spoon uh, benchmark bellwether for for all things in the area, and I I have some potential breaking news that you'll have to investigate. But first, Ooh. so the Green Lantern. Okay. I never went there, even though I lived all the all, downtown for so long. But a friend said, "Let's yeah, go." Up. Say, you used to live right near there. Yeah, let's go get lunch. And I went, and I immediately fell in love. I I knew the building for the artwork, obviously, but every mm-hmm. everyone should go. It's it, it it's fantastic. It's everything that people have said. You know, food, aesthetic, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Right. Is there a, a a a flagship restaurant like that? Not necessarily fancy or anything. Maybe Mancy's would fall into this. Is there a <laughs> flagship or well-known Toledo eatery that the food editor at the Blade has not been to? Um, a fair number of them, actually, because. As you know, I do the recipe pages. The food pages are recipe pages. I don't do bill of fare, so I don't do the restaurant reviews. Um, I'm always cooking, baking, shopping, testing recipes for the, the food pages so I can give you recipes. I do dinner for one, so I'm always testing new recipes downscaled. Um, I do cheap eats, so every other week I'm going out to eat at some new place. So, so... I have very few opportunities to actually go and dine out. And when I do, it's usually for cheap eats because all the rest of my time is spent shopping, cooking, baking. Um, 
So there are a number of places I'm very sad to say that I've not had a chance to go to. And Mansi Steakhouse is one of them. If you could only see me hanging my head in shame. Uh, me, me too. Me too. Um, and I don't even want to go necessarily for like the food, but I've heard about the, the like the out of time aesthetic of the place. The the ambiance and and I the, the cocktails and the food like it's it's a celebration place. Um, it's it's a place that that people go when there's an important event when they're when they're commemorating like an annual anniversary or something like it's it's an they, you know the word institution is really overused but I would I would put Mansi's in that that iconic category. And um, like you say, the, the ambiance, the decor, the, the history, the stories that place has deeply embedded in it, it's, it's really, really special. And I just simply, you know, they're, they're obviously out of my GP $10 per person range. Um, and, and so I just simply have not had an opportunity to go. I have been to Mansi's Italian, but I've only been there uh, I did an interview a few years ago, and I've been to a couple of events, but I've not had, like, the sit-down experience. Okay. Uh, give me another one where your readers might gasp that you have not been to. Um, oh, man. I need some suggestions. <laughs> As I'm trying to do this, ma- this massive survey of the area's restaurants in, in my head. Uh, you have e- eaten... Something at Paco's before, right? I have been to Paco's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not the original, though. I've been to Paco's at Park, but I've not been to the original. So we'll put that in the, oh, my God, I can't believe she's saying that. Okay. <laughs> my, so my brain's a little slow today. Um, and I'm, I'm having Friday. I, We're yeah. all a little slow today. Like, I, I want to be outside. So like I, I'm, I feel like I'm that yearning fourth grade Eric all over again where this my my history teacher social studies or whatever is talking and I'm just looking out the window wishing I was out there having a catch or something. Yeah, and it's like the, you know, the Charlie Brown wah 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 yeah. wah wah like what? Huh? What? <laughs> uh all right, so Mancy's Pacos. Uh let's let me go. So what's the when I think of mommy, I think of the village idiot. Your uh, your scorn for for how they cut their pizza is well known. Um, yes, and the poor quality of the pizza. We'll say that. <laughs> um, what about Sylvania? What's what's the spot in Sylvania? Um, I've been to Inside the Five. I've been to um, Element. I have not. Again, I've I've been to Element for stories. I've been to Element for events. I've been to events where where Chris Nixon and the staff have been at the event, but I have not had the let's go have dinner at Element experience. For what it's worth, when I scanned through Sylvania in my head, I thought of Element as well. Um, mm-hmm. How about uh, I mean, they do such an amazing job, just an extraordinary amazing job um, in in every aspect from from the service to the food to to welcoming and accommodating guests and special needs. I mean, it is just, it's so exceptional. In fact, when I was at um, Zoodadu, I went, my first year I was invited to Zoodadu, and they had a brilliant thing. Because you know, because you go to these things, you know, they have all these tasting events where there's this station, this station, this station, this there. There's nowhere to sit. Uh, you're trying to, to hang on to your phone to take pictures and do the social media thing. You're trying to hang on to a uh, you know, a glass of water or a glass of wine. You're trying to keep track of your friends. You're trying to hold on to plates to eat. Like, it's just, I, I could go on about these kinds of events. And 
Element had the most brilliant thing. They they had people with little aerosol containers, like you know when you're dousing like cheese whiz or whipped cream or something. Yeah. And they handed everybody little little plastic like Dixie sized cups, and they spritzed this beautiful like I can still remember how sweet and bright the strawberries were, like this strawberry foam. So there was no long line while they're trying to toast bread or make tacos or whatever. It, the, their people were mobile, so they could walk up to you and give you this thing. They didn't have a lot of supplies. It was summery. It was it was it was brilliant. Like it's of all the events I've gone to, and all the things I've tasted, and all the lines I've stood, in, and all the things I've tried to balance in my hands with all this stuff. That was brilliant. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like those events well as well because everybody's there that you can eat from and try their stuff. Although you're you're right, the challenge is carrying the food or eating and walking and doing everything. Wow. Um, I love the tasting aspect and the the being able to to meet and chit chat people aspect, but I would I would redesign the logistics on those things. So, all right, so we'll just leave it at Mansi's, and if anything else jumps out at you, we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that. So next yeah. next thing on my list, I think I, we haven't done this in, in some time, and I've just been making notes mm-hmm. for myself. Did you do okay. Did you do a piece about summertime drinks? I. Uh, no, I want to say that was Jason Weber did a magazine page about about uh, the summertime cocktail. Okay. Well, I'm asking you. We typically talk food, but what okay. summertime drinks might you suggest? Um, to places to go for special drinks, no, or, just or maybe things that I like, or th- things that you I like. I read in the New York Times the other day that the the Dirty Shirley Temple is supposed to be the drink of summer. So what? it's the syrupy, goopy. Shirley Temple, but boozed up, okay. so that it's got a little more impact and it's not quite so so gross and too sweet. And how how will you feel about that? Will you indulge in that? I may try it. Okay. I actually I have a column not this Sunday, but next Sunday the twenty second. Uh, you know I receive all kinds of cookbooks and and other food related books to to review and peruse and you know because everybody's you know wanting some publicity. And I got two new books about cocktails, both of which are very, very cool. So I've been mixing up, trying to invest a little bit in a bar, although sometimes, you know, the recipe will call for like a half ounce of something. It's like, I don't need yes. like a gallon of whatever to get this half ounce. Yeah. So they're a little sort of fussy in particular. So there are some I want to try that I haven't been able to yet because I'm not going to make the big expensive $30 investment just for one drink. Yeah. Um, what I want is like a bartender who's got all the stuff to just sit there and make some of these drinks for me. But anyway, the two books are really, really cool. So, so one is called Dressed to Swill. And what they did is they give little mini bios of different fashion icons. So they've got David Bowie. They've got um, Lizzo. They've got Christian Dior. They've got this whole wide ranging, you know, assortment. And, and so you get a little bi- biography of them, and then you get a drink that was mixed in, in their honor. And then there's another book. It's the second volume, actually, called Booze and Vinyl. And these two um, just amazing experts, in fact, the woman, it's a brother and sister team. The, the, the sister is, I think it's Madame Fromage, if you follow her on social media. She's a cheese expert out of Philadelphia, so you should know this. And... Um, and, and so she and her brother have this book where they take various uh, albums, and I'm showing my age right there, they're calling them albums, um, and they mix up cocktails inspired by the album or inspired by a particular song or a particular lyric, 
and they have been so much fun to read through and play with. If you come across anything fruity but not too sweet and sugary, uh, feel <laughs> feel free to send my way because this is the time of year I prefer the more. Uh, I prefer drinking like I. I like like the Coronas and the margaritas and the fruity stuff, which is this time of year, rather than the heavier drinks in the winter time. Okay, they've got it's it's interesting because there's a oh, there's a real mix. I'm mean, like there's everything from like a, a classic milk punch, um, which is essentially boozed up milk, uh, which is a, a Caribbean um, Christmas drink, uh, to to you know absinthe and and just all kinds of stuff. Uh, it, it, it's a wider, very wide range. Okay. But it's been lots of fun to read and also to play with the cocktails. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, I, I totally, like, I, I'm Again, the same. I do the important work here <laughs> yes. in town. I do really important investigative work. Read, read about some of the grim things that are happening, then wow. read about a drink that will take that stuff off your mind. Exactly. Um, uh, we but, tried the, the RuPaul. It's a coconut, um, it's a coconut mix with, um, what was it lime juice and a little touch of orange blossom flower syrup, and it it's actually a mocktail. Uh, it's impersonating, you know, it's like it's in drag. It's impersonating a cocktail. Oh, um, clever! But it, it it needs a shot of something to to make it better. But you know, it's it's just fun. Like I said, you know, it's frothy, frivolous entertainment. All right, next up. Um, yeah. I, I we have a, a new food truck opening. A chicken scratch something. And, I've seen that. Yeah. And uh, how how did I, I missed something? Maybe it, it it popped on the menus around here during the pandemic, and it just snuck in. And now I seem to be coming across um, Nashville hot chicken everywhere. It's 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 been a thing for a few years. It's it's really been a thing. Um, and so, but people keep making sort of their own variations of it. And I think what they're also doing is not just sticking to the tried and true Nashville hot, but are going like with Korean or, or other hot influences that, that sort of work well with the concept, but with, with, I'm not going to use the term flavor profile because I hate that term because the word flavors is sufficient. Um, You're right. <laughs> yes. Yes, and you don't know how many times I have submitted that to Lake Superior State, and they still haven't banned it. So perhaps this year, you're, 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 you're I'm, I'm ever hopeful. We're always on the same page with things. Like, you, like we just had the same problem with the drinking. It's like I'd love to make all these drinks, but for an ounce yeah. of this, I'm not buying the whole bottle. I, I might, no. I might actually steal it from Kroger at that point. And you yeah. and I, we're the same way. Like we already have a word for that. Um, logistics, yeah. logistics. You mean? Details? No, logistics. Or, you know, or they talk about, you know, skill set. Why can't you just say skills? <laughs> right, 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 right. Skills, people, come on. Um. Anyway, well, now everybody get off our lawn because we will light it on fire. Um. Okay, so, yeah, like like the hot food I keep seeing, no pun intended, is Nashville hot chicken. And I have to say, yeah. and maybe this is just another old person moment, I've been eating, like, hot chicken, like, buffalo hot chicken sandwiches, like, since the first time I went to Hooters and other places. So, ha- yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes uh, a certain food just has its moment. Like, other people are doing, say, tachos, you know, the, the nachos made with the base of tater tots instead of chips but something just sort of sparks and and it it blows up 
and it's it's an iconic thing there, even though everybody else is saying, well, yeah, we were doing it too, or we've got our own version. Right. So the Nashville chicken is is of the moment. Um, have you seen that? I might have told you about this place long ago. Have you seen that uh, the 24th Cheesecakery is coming to Franklin Park Mall? No, I have not seen that. So that's a guy that I know. He went into this business and opened it up with a, a friend of his They're no, or a partner. They're no longer partners. Um, but the partner, okay. I think, has franchised it out to a guy who's putting one of these in the mall. There is one, I think, in Ann Arbor. There's one in Ypsilanti. I think there's one downriver. It's called 20, right. 24th Cheesecakery. Um, I, check them out on Instagram. Give me your thoughts. I've never had it, but, and I know you can probably really screw up cheesecake, but with the presentation oh, yeah. alone, um, it looks mouthwatering. I don't know exactly how the business will work here. Um, but it will be in the mall soon, uh, in the old Swarovski spot in the beginning of June. Oh, yeah. So keep that on your radar, especially if you're a cheesecake right. person. I love cheesecake, but I'm particular about my cheesecake. I don't want it creamy. I want, I want New York city style crumbly dry cheesecake. Okay. Well, 24th Cheesecake, we give their Instagram a look and they're, they're on their way here. So I am, I am intrigued and uh-huh. I'm happy they went to the mall because my friend is the general manager over there and anything that is unique and different to bring people over to her business, which keeps her kids fed, um, I'm yes. all for. So, Absolutely. Um, so that sort of nudged me as you're talking about your friend who has a food business. I'm thinking of another friend who has a food business on Sunday. We had a story, and it wasn't my story. I passed it on to our, our very talented business writers. Um, Nancy did the story about food prep and meal prep businesses, and your friends, yeah. that meal prep for you, were featured. My employers, you mean? Oh, employers. Sorry, yeah. I, did, I did not realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's, where, that's where I am Saturday mornings. Right. And I get paid. Uh, okay, that's the part I wasn't. I didn't realize. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, at first, when I first helped him out, his name is Matt, uh, Matt Delman. Uh, one of my very yeah. o- one of my oldest friends here from when I uh, from when I lived here the first time. Um, I didn't know he was going to pay me. I thought he just needed a hand, and he's like, "No." That's I- what I thought you were just being nice because he was your buddy. That, that's what I thought. And he's like, no, I'll, I'll pay you. And then I just started showing up more and more. And now it's kind of like it's tapering off a little bit because I have a lot of Saturday activities. Um, so it's like every other week now, like the NAMI walk is, is next week and I, I won't be there, but yeah, he right. p- pays me. It's like an extra, um, as, as they used to like to say, it's gas money or some spending or whatever you want to call it. And, hey, you uh, know, given, given how prices are going up, that that's definitely a help. And I get a lot of content out of it. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to beat. It gets me up and going on a Saturday morning. So yeah, I was, I was excited to see that. And Matt knows the other two people that were profiled, um, and oh, okay, he, he said he tried to, to help them out and not that there was any kind of animosity or anything, but, um, yeah. And that's that kind of person. He wants everybody, even if they're doing exactly what he's doing to succeed. He's very much, a um, rising tide raises all boats person. Oh, that's good. Cause that's important. Yeah. Because he, everybody has, has something special and different to offer, even if it's in the same business and, and the customers all have their own needs. So you're not taking from anybody. Everybody wins. Um, I have uh, like one and a half final questions. Um, All right. So what's wrong with your hand now? It never fully uh, recovered <laughs> as we, uh, we, did you uh, want, did you want to get a second surgery? I live for it. I absolutely <laughs> live for it. This is what I do with my summer. Come on. <laughs> uh, 
this is my, this is going to be my third summer surgery. I had shoulder surgery in July of 2015. I had hand surgery on my right hand last July. And now on June 22nd, the same hand, my right hand, it's not, it's not a problem with the last surgery. I have actual pictures. I can document that my finger that was bending from, from Dupuytren's contracture, which is when you see John Elway on those commercials with all those guys with the mangled hands um, saying, oh, you can just get a shot and that'll fix it. Um, no, uh, you can get a shot if it's early enough. Um, and that might help it. So what prob- the problem is, is there are these, these little nodes that grow on the tendons. And so last year I had two nodes on my finger that were pulling my finger down so it was permanently half bent. And, and they removed that. And I wore a splint and I went to occupational therapy and my finger could straighten. Like I would do my, take off the splint in the morning and do the exercises. And I have pictures that show my finger was straight. But I now, instead of having nodes in the finger, I now have about four or five in my palm. And they're pulling on my middle finger so that it looks exactly like it did last year, pre-surgery with exactly the same degree of bend. And my ring finger um, is also affected. It's starting to bend slightly right from the base of the finger and headed towards my palm, but it's not to the point of being like intrusive yet, but it also, the knuckle jams. And so I'll be doing something and then my finger kind of jams and I have to, you know, pop, pop it back to straight. So the doctor said, well, you didn't get a summer last year. You should just wait until the fall. I'm like, oh my God, I've got all the holiday stories. I can't do this. So it's not going to get better. It's only going to get worse. And so I'm like, well, got to do it. We've got interns coming in from, for the summer who can, who can help the features department. And I'll be back to, to functional at least. I can't say I'll be back to normal or perfect, but I'll be functional at least by the fall. And so that's what I'm doing. Yay. Okay. Um, what, what people, what Mary left out was the shoulder and the, and the hands. Uh, she, before she got into to writing about food, which you didn't have an experience, you didn't, you were never a writer. Uh, she was known as no. Mary Bare Knuckles Bill You in the underground fight <laughs> circuits. And after many years of ass kicking, she was asked to leave these fight clubs because she was just too dominant. That's right. I was just too good. That's right. Absolutely. Look at me and you would never know it, but oh. Lethal secret weapon. Well, there we go. My my heart sunk a little bit when I when I came across that. I think you put it online or wh- wherever it was. So I'm sorry that that's happening. And send Craig Thank my you. condolences too. I know he's got to be a no no pun intended. I know he's got to put a hand in to help things through the summer now. Yes, he does, and I I feel I feel bad about that. And um and he's got a lot going on too. His dad is 98, and you know when you're 98. You know, your, your health isn't as good as it used to be. Um, so I had the reason I had posted was because I need help. I need people to send me vegan recipes for dinner tonight, which is our, you know, our little like four inch column where where we give you suggestions on what you can make for dinner. And um, and I'm going to need some help with 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 dinners because I can only pre prep so many. And I don't want Craig to have to do everything, including dinner, because I usually do dinner. Um so yeah, I'm I'm trying to get as many things in place to help him as I can. Can I give? Because I thought about that. That's the other thing I wanted to ask you. Um, I don't have any of my own recipes, but there are some I like. Can I give you some of those? And if I if I change an ingredient or two or an amount, will that uh, make it less plagiaristicy? 
Uh, it should. You can send it to me okay. and tell me what you may have changed. Like if you change it from a quarter teaspoon to a half teaspoon of salt, that's kind of not going to work. But if it's, um, I don't know, let's say it's an eggplant parmesan and you make it with zucchini instead and you make it with vegan mozzarella instead of instead of the standard Things like that would be enough. I used okay. to do a lot of cooking contests, and our standard was that you could call it your own if you made three changes. Okay. All right, I'll look through my... Or at least, you know, if you make a couple of changes, but it still doesn't quite qualify as yours, but it's not quite just simply lifting somebody's recipe, we could always say, you know, contributed by you um, from Martha Stewart or whatever. Uh, there are ways. Could, could, I give you, could I give you a protein shake, or would that not count? That really wouldn't be a dinner. Okay. And this is for how to get dinner on the table. All right, fair enough. All right, I'll dig through my stuff. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. I I, I wanted the clarity. Okay, you are are officially off the hot seat. Well done. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, Your questions were not as, as, as intimidating or horrifying as I was expecting. You know, the buildup is always the... What gets you? That's, so, oh my God! That, what's he going to ask? What's that's, <laughs> that's what I aim for. I I want to. Did, say, I, get, say, I still showed up. I still showed up. You did waiting I, for whatever it was going to be. Um, and and we applaud you for that. You showed up and you hit the ball out of the park as well. Uh, I well, I think we we have. I have about five minutes left. Do you have any questions okay. you want to ask me or, or or anything at all? Um. So your dad is coming to visit. So what do you have planned to to keep him entertained? You going bowling? <laughs> I should tell you where to go get the pizza. Uh, no, no, I'm not planning anything because la- la- he was supposed to come last weekend, but there was a dog issue. And at, oh. at this point, he informed me that he will be bringing his dog. Um, and How does his dog get along with your dogs and vice versa? We have no idea. And we'll, oh, they've not met. We'll, we'll find out. Um, worst comes to worst comes to worst. He stays for a night and then goes home because it's just complete and utter chaos um, yeah i think they'll they'll settle down but I, I don't know that that was his best remedy rather than like leaving the dog with his girlfriend who's not feeling well um and but i did yeah. t- I, I did tell him and that's why it that's why that was worst to worst um i'm like look if if you have to put all these guardrails up um to come like he was talking about he has an, an emotional support collar he can put on her um if we want to go to the gym i was like you can't do that. Like that's service dog. I had to explain him the difference between service dog and emotional and support. support. And I was like, yeah. And it, he's like, can we stay close? And I'm like, and again, if we have to put up this many guardrails, dad, I will be, I'll come home over the summer. His biggest, like almost his biggest reason to get out here is he just wants all the soft pretzels he bought for me out of his freezer. <laughs> You know, he may say that that's the reason, but the reason is because he loves you and misses you. If he can clear some space in the freezer, too, you know that's right. an extra perk. So, I'm I'm making everything tentative, and I'm not going to really set plans because I, I did that last weekend, and... He, yeah. he, we spoke around 7.30 Friday morning, around 8.15. I saw I missed a call at, on my phone while I was at the gym, and it was my dad. And out of 100%, uh, 20% of me was like, oh, Jesus, did something awful happen? And right. 10% of that was, it kind of did. His dog was a terror for my brother, and my dad U-turned, figuratively speaking, on the turnpike and went home. So I'm not going to plan anything. Yeah. Just wing it and, and, you know, even just hanging out, 
with the dogs and your dad. That's a good time. That's something you don't get to do a lot. So. Yeah, yeah, and I'm kind it of. It doesn't ex- have to be a huge grand adventure. And he said that before, and I, I did tell him. Um, and this is a this is one reason why I'm I'm kind of excited for it. In all the times he's visited visited me, especially in the last handful of years, and even like this is pre-COVID, um, I have always been tired and not <laughs> not wanting to do things, and I couldn't fight through the it was lethargy and fatigue. Um, for my medication. Yeah. Now I don't have that problem anymore. So now I'm more um, amicable to just like getting up and going and doing something. Okay. But you know, too, even just like I said, just hanging out or just going for a walk with the dogs. Yeah. The dogs, of course, need need some exercise and some fresh air. So right. so it should be a good time. And I hope I hope he can stay more than just one night. Yeah. So if, if, if it turns out to be a, a calamity, he gets here Monday afternoon, early evening, Everything should be fine, and I would guess if he winds up, I don't know, may, maybe he would leave mid-afternoon the next day if things are, like, just complete nutter and uncontrollable chaos. So, yeah. at, at least he got 24 hours in, and I have a freezer full of pretzels. There you go. There you go. Everybody wins. But everybody will win the grand prize if he can stay longer than that. So, I, I, wish, you, I wish you all well. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, as always, it's good to catch up with you. Always, yes. And uh, as you're picking through those uh, through those recipe books for the drinks, yes, please send send me some things. But if anything requires just one ounce of something, I'm going to guarantee you that I don't have it, and I'm very unlikely to buy it. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Yes, I I, I know, you know, because they have those little baby bottles of booze, as they say in you know the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Um, but there's a limit. Like you can get rum, you can get bourbon, but you can't get like the really exotic things. So yeah. I will look through and I will find something for you. Much appreciated. Tell Craig I said hi. Um, I will say hi to your dad and the dogs for me. Well, I'm trying to think if there's anybody at work I would want you to say hi to that I like. Uh, you can say hi to Luke for me. He seems to be doing okay. a good job. Um, yeah. Who else do I know? I, I have to get Briggs back on. Briggs is just great. I, I adore that guy so much. Well, good. Right. Yes, and, get him back in. And that's it. Is there anybody else? There's that, lots going on with sports, so there's plenty to talk about. Th- there is. Like I, I am very excited for the walleye for several reasons. Um, it gives me a lot of content to talk about. Um, the games are a blast, and I know I. It's like how I root for my friends for their sports teams. Like I'm not a fan mm-hmm. anymore, but I'm. I want you. I want the Tigers to be better for you. I want the Lions to win more than four games for you. And I feel that yeah. way about the walleye. And. I am dying to know. In fact, I sent... Uh, do you know who Amy Voigt is with the mayor's staff? I love Amy. I miss Amy. She worked here. Okay. So she sent me some people and is like highly recommended me and blah, blah, blah. And I think I threw her a curveball yesterday because and she sent me like four emails. She's like, I want this day to end. I was like, I'm dying to know. Uh, w- would there be a walleye parade? And I think she kind of panicked and thought that like she needed to coordinate this this weekend because they were about to win the championship. Oh, okay, um, yeah. No, no but thank God. I want to know if they win the Kelly Cup. Do we... If you haven't had Amy on, you need. she is so much fun. She sends me everybody else, but I'll extend the invite to her. No, you means. tell her that Mary said okay. she needs to go on. Okay, all right, we'll she's do. A, she's, a, she's a military brat. She's, she not only grew up all over the world, but she has traveled all over the world. She's amazingly talented. She's just a joyful, joyful person. You need to talk to her. She sent out four press releases yesterday. That was wild. 
Um, well, but, tell her that, that that's immediately why she's on the list. She can't just keep sending press releases. She right. has to come challenge. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I love her. I want to know if the wall, I get a parade. They should get a parade or some type of celebration Absolutely. if they would. And I mean, let yeah, make it a parade. And you know what? Here's my reasoning. I'm going on. Put me on the record, Bill. You are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Um, there are. 9,000 people at these games. If you probably like added up the whole building, maybe we're hitting 10,000 people. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the pictures like Mark Monroe posted from Wheeling where they said there were 1,200 people and or, yeah. uh, tickets sold or whatever. There there, my, there wasn't 1,000. I know that. Um, we love our walleye. They do first class events and we support that. It is a great symbiotic back and forth relationship. As I said on the air yesterday, this is an NHL hockey town with a minor league team. And if they win, mm-hmm. if, if they win the Kelly cup, no, like, you know, you get a, a little ceremony at promenade park. We get an NHL level parade. Oh no, we want a, we want a full on parade. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna put that all. I'm, I'm, I'm there for it, absolutely. And and like and, and all of my Canadian ancestors. I'm half Canadian. They you know they roll over in their graves every time I say I don't like hockey. I don't like hockey, but I love the walleye. And yes. Toledo loves the walleye. And 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 it it they're they're, they're just like we were saying before about the park. They are bringing us so much joy. Yeah, we we need to celebrate them. All right. Well, I'm gonna put you on team parade with me. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. We'll go ride in the back of a car and wave. We'll do the Queen's, you know, wrist wave like, and wave to people in the parade. In the in the hottest week of June, we'll be in you the same, we'll be in the same car with uh, with with Coach Watson, uh, Mayor Wade. He'll be wearing a suit drenched in sweat with a walleye hat, and we'll be we'll be doing our thing. Well, wear your sunscreen, get a wide brim hat, and we'll be there. Awesome. All right. Well, have a good weekend. Look for some drinks you for too. me. Okay. I will. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.